Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 20 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Becchione. Welcome to today's episode. The following is an ad for the Florida Center. The Florida Center's Fetal Alcohol Spectrum Disorders Clinic is the first and only in the state of Florida, with locations in Sarasota, Orlando, and growing. The FASD Clinic offers evaluations for children up to age 21 who may have had prenatal alcohol exposure. Along with the diagnosis, the FASD Clinic provides recommendations and offers ongoing support and education to people with FASD and their families. The clinic also provides both in-person and virtual support groups, FASD-informed mental health counseling, and a private Facebook group. The Florida Center Training Institute offers a variety of trainings about FASD and related topics to educate both professionals and caregivers to support individuals living with FASD. The Florida Center is a proud sponsor of the Run Fast Run FASD 2023 Virtual 5K with events throughout the state of Florida during the month of September. The Florida Center will be hosting a run in Sarasota on September 9th. To learn more about the Florida Center, the FASD Clinic, or the Virtual 5K, visit their website at thefloridacenter.org for more information on FASD training opportunities, visit floridacentertraining.org. And now to today's episode of FASD Hope. Welcome to FASD Hope. This is a bonus episode. In June, you get two FASD legislative updates because awesome things are happening in FASD legislation land. And I have my favorite person in the world here, Jennifer Wisdall, COO of FASD United, friend, ally, warrior. She is back to update us. We have a updated, better, new and improved bill. It is in the Senate. It is in has been introduced both in the Senate and the House of Representatives. And we're going to talk about it now. Jen Wistall of FASD United. Welcome back, my friend. It's like the happiest place on earth. I'm at FASD Hope Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a bonus episode because we've got so much happening in the FASD community and we need listeners. We keep saying it, it's go time, but this time we really, 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 really mean it because we have time on our side for once And we have improved wording. We have legislation. We have bipartisan bipartisan co-sponsors. And now we need listeners to spread the word, to call their two senators and representative to do all this wonderful stuff. So, Jen, let's start from the beginning because that's a good place to start. We have a new act in both the Senate and the House of Representatives. Please share away. Okay. So we do have a new bill. Um, It's the FASD Respect Act. We're calling it 2.0 because it was really 
it really is a continuation of the bill that we were uh, attempting and almost missed by a hair getting passed last legislative session. So for those of you that don't know, a legislative session actually lasts two years. So this legislation or legislative session, the 118th Congress started in January of 2023 and will end um, in December of 2024. So we have two years to get this bill passed. And we're actually running ahead of where we were with the FASD Respect Act in the last legislative session. So the bills that have been introduced in the Senate is Senate Bill 1800. And I remember that because one plus eight equals nine. So I, I that's that's my easy one to remember the bill number because these are different bill numbers than last year. Um, so something to remember. The House bill is House Bill 3946. And I have no cute, interesting, or funny way to remember that bill number. So I have it written down in front of me until I stop messing it up. <laughs> so, And listeners, if you have a way that we can remember those two numbers, email us, text us, message us. It could be a I contest. If I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to do this. I'm going to set up a contest. Yay! If if you can um, come up with a, the best way to um, remember uh, House Bill 3946, if you can come up with some sort of mnemonic, mnemonic device to help us remember that, I would accommodation. like to... It's an accommodation. It's an accommodation. <laughs> exactly. I would like you to tag FASD Hope, tag Natalie on her social media. And Natalie's going to pick the best one. And then I will gift a um a registration to run fast yes. to whoever Natalie picks. So that is brilliant. Um, yeah, because run fast is going on right now. Registration's happening. So help us think of an easy way for people to remember. That is House Bill 3946. Anyway, back to our story. Um, <laughs> that was just a little rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, a little ramble. Um, these bills um, have been introduced bilaterally and bicamerally. So what that means is that we have support from both the Republicans and the Democrats in uh, putting these bills in, um, in the Senate. Uh, it's uh, Senator Lisa Murkowski from Alaska. And she's a Republican and Senator Kobachar from Minnesota. Um, she's a Democrat. Those are our same co-sponsors as last year. And they did a lot of work to try and get the bill passed last year, uh, which we really appreciate. This year in the House, uh, we have Representative McCollum, who's a Democrat from Minnesota. She was on our bill last year, and she's really worked hard to get a lot of stuff done for FASD and uh, has been a, a supporter of this bill. And then we have a new um, co-sponsor or sponsor in the House uh, in Representative Bacon from the great state of Nebraska. And uh, he is a Republican. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, he also is the chair of the Foster Caucus, um, the Foster Care Caucus in the House. So um, look for some, some neat things to be happening there. So this bill, what it does is... Um, really reauthorizes any of the FASD programs that used to happen. Um, so the Center for Excellence, um, 
education awareness and services, um, and then also puts into place some funding that can go out to states to be used for what we call building state and tribal systems. And what that, what that funding can do is actually support services and support for people with FASD. So that can be adult services, that could be um, uh, interventions, that could be increasing diagnostic capacity, it can be whatever priority the state sets in terms of increasing things for, um, for FASD in their state. Um, the bill this year is based on the bill last legislative session, but it was taken through the Senate Health Committee, which is the Health Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee, and rewritten, really moved down from like a 65-page bill to a six-page bill without losing really the major impact, which is the great part. And um, uh, it was agreed upon last legislative session. So the nice thing is the language has already been ran by the Senate Health Committee. Now there's new players in there this year. So we're going to have to, you know, connect with some of the new players. But we know that this is generally speaking agreed upon language in Senate Help, which is huge. The other thing that's different is that um, because fiscal responsibility is a hot topic in the House and Senate this year, or this legislative session, um, we've taken the bill and made it as such sums. And what that means is that the House and Senate are going to be authorizing such sums are necessary to run the programs. So we get the bill passed, and then we would go to the appropriations committees and say, okay, we need you to appropriate, you know, that you're allowed to spend the money. Now you need to work into your budget how much money we're going to have for these programs and services and things like that. In the background, we're also working on talking with the appropriation staff, talking with uh, the folks on the House and Senate appropriations to make sure that we're paving the way there. And we're also talking to the policy offices of the um, government agencies who would be responsible for putting some of these things into their budgets, which will help. So there's, it's a multifaceted operation, but here's where you can help. And here's where we really, really need your help. Natalie talked about the contacting your two senators and one representative. And I've like, I've got a TikTok dance that goes with this. <laughs> um, but uh, what we're asking you to do is go to the FASD United webpage and click on the policy center. There's an FA or FASD Respect Act button and a button for individual advocacy. And there it outlines step-by-step step exactly what you need to do to reach out to your two senators and your one representative. So we are talking in, in this case, when we're talking about legislators, we're talking about federal legislators. These are not your state senators or your state representatives. These are your senators uh, that represent you on a federal level and your representatives that represent you on a federal level. So these are the folks in Washington, DC, not in your state capital. In that website, we have um, a cut and paste or an email where you can email your um, two senators and your representative and ask them for a Zoom meeting. Uh, and 
Once you get that Zoom meeting with them, um, you'll contact Chris Melfi in the FASD United office, and he will set up the Zoom for you. He will make sure that uh, Susan Shepard Carlson and myself are available to be on that call, that Zoom call with you to support you. And if you want it, he'll book a practice call so we can practice in advance exactly what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. Um, the other thing we have, and uh, in, in just this last Wednesday, we recorded it. Um, we do have some recordings of mock calls that we've done. Uh, that way you, you can kind of watch one and see how the whole thing goes. It lasts about 30 minutes. It's done over Zoom. Um, we have had self-advocates as young as nine years old participate in these calls. Um, we have had dogs and cats walking by in the background. Uh, <laughs> but these are really effective in getting legislative support. And I say this and I can prove this. Um, because in the past, and there's been legislation for FASD introduced every legislative session since like the 80s, um, with the exception of the 115th Congress. And every single time there would be a letter and everybody would sign on and write this letter, or they'd sign on to this letter and they'd send their support by writing this letter. And the most co-sponsors are legislative support um, so when a legislator agrees that they would support this bill, they sign on as a co-sponsor. And the most we ever had between the House and the Senate were nine. Last legislative uh, session, when we did this approach, where you do the Zoom meeting with your legislative, legislative offices or your legislators, um, we had 74 co-sponsors in the House and 10 in the Senate. So ladies and gentlemen and people of all it works. This is how we do it. This is how we get it done. And this is taking a page out of the playbooks from other grassroots movements uh, in, in getting this done. So while it might seem easier just to write a letter, I understand that, but that is not how we get heard. It's helpful after we do these Zoom meetings. And again, we will support you every step of the way. If you're trying to reach out to the your senator or your representative's office and you can't get through, let us know. We'll help you. We'll figure out exactly who you need to email to, to get that meeting. Um, we have all kinds of documents that you can send along to back up your case. Let's say you want to talk to your senator because they're really involved in child welfare. Well, we've got documents on FASD and child welfare that you can send to them too that relate back to the FASD Respect Act. So none of this you have to do on your own, but we need you to do it. One organization cannot get a bill passed but an army of self-advocates and moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and social workers and caretakers and foster parents uh, and siblings together, we can do this and we can get it done. So I'm going to um, give you the phone number for the FASD United office, which is 202-785-4585. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing and you need some help and you need somebody to walk you through it, call. Call and talk to Chris. 
He will point you in the right direction and get you connected to whoever you need to talk to to get that done. And again, everything is all over the website uh, under the Policy Center under the FASD Respect Act. And you can actually sign up to have emails sent to you every week from the Policy Center to give you updates with where we're at. The other way you can help is if you are a member of a trade association or a union or a church or a softball league or you own a company or you're employed by a company, any of those organizations can sign on and endorse the FASD Respect Act. It takes less than five minutes to do it. It's a quick sign-on form online. Now, this is not for individual people. Again, with individual people, it doesn't really help. With organizations and companies, it really does. So um, you can have your employer, you can have your church, um, whatever. You could have sign-on to this endorsement of the FASD Respect Act, and that really, really helps. So um, quick, easy, not a problem to do, but this this is our legislative session. We are going to get this done. And again, we have until December of 2024 to do this. Um, I'd like to see it done a lot more quickly, but um, bottom line, I wanna see this done. We need this done because the FASD Respect Act is the foundation on which we build all other FASD legislation. We got to get this one done first. We got to get our programs reauthorized so then we can build on them. And, and that's why we're going in this direction. And the theme is still the same of building the foundation for change. This is that's the same. It's basically this sleek new 2.0 model of the act we've been talking about for the past two years. Now, something interesting, because I remember this from when, oh my gosh, two years ago, summer is a good time to reach out. And to, I know that your your uh, congressman, I know some senators, I know they do town halls and stuff like that in the summer. Am I, am I correct, Jen? You are so correct. So particularly during the month of August, um, most of your senators and your representatives will be home in district. Um, they have a break during the month of August. Now, that doesn't mean you can't meet with their legislative staff in their offices. And usually when you're meeting, you're meeting with legislative staff. You're not meeting with the senator or the representative themselves. And that's okay. It's actually kind of better in some cases. But if you can get in front of your senator or your representative at a town hall meeting, um, August is a great time to do that because they're usually doing a ton of them. And if you go to their websites, they always list when they're doing a town hall. So that's a, a great place to look and, and engage. And if you want some help with, uh, you know, hey, what do you say? Do you hold up a sign? We'll help you with the graphics for the sign. I mean, we helped with graphics for a T-shirt. Uh, I was going to say, I remember Kansas, our <laughs> yep. friends in Kansas. They all yep. wore T-shirts. They went and they went above and beyond in that and, town hall um, meeting. Yeah. And their senator... That was uh, the start, really, of uh, a cascade of uh, legislative support for the FASD Respect Act. Senator Moran from Kansas signed on as a result of that. So if you think, oh, I'm just me, I don't know what I can do, you're not just you. You are a powerful voice. You are a powerful advocate for change. And, and that's what we need. And this is this bill is as bipartisan as you get. 
Um, there is nothing contentious in this bill. There is nothing that people are going to argue about in this bill. Um, you know, there's nothing really that any, anybody's going to be necessarily opposed to. Um, we just need to get the word out that this is a priority. And, you know, funny story, uh, when we when the bill first uh, was introduced, um, we looked on the website and there was no bill language attached to the bill. So it said the bill was introduced, but it didn't tell us what the bill said, right? <laughs> it's a bit of a problem. And so we waited and waited and waited and went back and forth with the, uh, the author's offices and found out that there is a representative that introduced like 500 bills uh, in the same day to Congress and it backed up the system and that's why they didn't get in there. So uh, <laughs> everything's in there now, we're good to go, but uh, <laughs> sometimes there are the little snags and delays. And, There's a bottleneck there. <laughs> yep, but 500 bills, I mean, that tells you that we need to have our voice be loud yes. so that we're heard amongst all of that din and that chatter. Yes, And especially since we know an estimated one in 20 is the statistic we use when, you know, when we had that phone call on Wednesday, the monthly FASD United Legislative Update, um, I, you know, that language, the one in 20, that, that that study that we know is a conservative estimate. Um, it, that's why the, our voices need to be the loudest because the prevalence of FASD is, is higher than anyone can believe, you know, but we know, and especially family members, especially those in the process of, of seeking diagnoses for their loved ones. So, this is really important, guys. And I know that we've, you know, FASD Hope is going on, gosh, three years in October. But and I know we've talked about this, but this this really is it. This and the hope is that we have a larger amount of time now. We have better language. We have streamlined language and we have more people. I mean, I'm thinking of us three years ago we were just starting to get things together. It was still COVID and everything. We're on the, we're on the stronger end of this advocacy now. We, we really are. And we really need you. And I'm going to go on to the NOFAS Policy Center and I'm going to sign up so I can do, even though two years ago I did, I'm going to do it again. I know I have a new rep in my area and I would like to share my story. And I can tell you, Jen, uh, shared her story on the mock call on Wednesday in the, in the meeting. Um, and I know so many of you out there listening, you have shared your story um, with others, with doctors, with teachers. It's it, the power of your story is more than you think it is. It really is. And when it comes to this legislation, you may be scared. You may be thinking you're flubbing it up. You know, you don't have an edit button like I do. Um, but you you're this is really this is where we really really need to make like jen said our voice is heard and you need to share your story and we know that there's a lot of us that have stories that are not you know that are not pretty that that are actually really really gritty and that needs to be heard by our legislators we need to share the gritty we need to share the hard we need to share the what we are doing to 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 get advocacy to get results for 
our loved ones, for ourselves, for our families. We're a scrappy bunch, the FASD community. We're fighters. We're like, you know, I, I liken our bunch to like Rocky Balboa. You know, I, I just, we're the underdogs and and we love underdogs. You know, in fact, we are the underdogs. We we are the underdogs. So um, I'll, I'll step off my little soapbox now so Jen can talk more about the other exciting things happening. But we're putting all of this information that Jen is sharing in today's notes and also in our social media and also in our link tree. You can find it. Um, please do it. You have we're airing this episode. I'm recording this episode on Friday evening, June 30th, and I'm airing this episode Friday evening, June 30th, so that we have all of the holiday weekend and, you know, part of next week and most of next week to really listen, absorb, say, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to have, you know, family members help teachers, whomever. Let's do this. This is prime time. Jen, any more about this before we start talking about what's next? Well, just one last thing. A lot of you and almost 1,500 of you last legislative session reached out to your two senators and your representative and took part in calls. And just because you did it last legislative session doesn't mean it's done. The amount of musical chairs played in legislative offices is insane. So it's almost a guarantee that if you reach out to meet with the legislator's office again, you will not be talking to the same person. So it's not an it's it's not the case of one and done. We have to redo this every legislative session until we get this bill passed. And if you've done it once, you know how easy it is. It really isn't. It's easier than an IEP. Yes. We've said that from the beginning. I love that. <laughs> it is love easier that. than an IEP meeting. Oh my so, goodness. Yes. Um, yeah. And the oper- having the opportunity to tell your story is so powerful, particularly when you know that it can change things, not just for you and your family, but for everyone else. You know, this is a community and this is looking after your community. So, all right, I'll get down off my soapbox now. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a couple of more things to share, which are very exciting. So this is a legislative update, but it's also an FASD United update because we have new things happening. So something exciting was announced very recently. Ms. Jen Wisdahl, COO of FASD United. And I know you want to share it again. Let's talk about it because it's back. And this is something really exciting. I still have goosebumps thinking about it. (laughs) So we are so incredibly honored to be working with the Adult Leadership Collaborative of the FASD Changemakers in bringing back uh, the the research conference that was held in Vancouver that um, for many, 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 many years that brought in, you know, between eight and 900 people to it uh, that really focused on adults and teens with FASD. So this is a conference where adults and teens with FASD attend side by side with the leading researchers in the world. 
and have a conference about FASD where there is nothing about them without them. And I feel a bit remiss that I do not have one of the change makers by my side, even while I'm talking about this, because this really is their conference. And we are so fortunate as an organization to be able to support it and bring it back. Now, part of bringing it back was that uh, as a U.S.-based organization with U.S. funding, the only way we could get the funding to work was to have it based in the U.S. So the Vancouver conference is going to make a little switch from Tim Hortons to Starbucks and be held in Seattle, Washington, as opposed to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So um, uh, on our website, there is a link to the Vancouver Conference, and we're still calling it the Vancouver Con Conference, even though it's the International uh, FASD Research Conference. Um, and there's a list of frequently asked questions, namely which, why on earth are you moving it to Seattle? Um, which I think we just answered that question. Um, this conference happens every year. Um, one year it is a basic research conference where still anyone with an FASD, uh, adults, parents, policymakers, um, practitioners, um, judges, lawyers, you name it, anybody involved in FASD is welcomed with open arms. Um, that's next, uh, that's 2025. Um, and then the adolescents and adults with FASD track is the one we're doing in spring of 2024. Um, and that's in Seattle, Washington, as soon as I have a date, um, which will hopefully be by the end of next week. <laughs> we're working on it on a venue. This all happened very rapidly. Um, as soon as I have a date, I will be sure to let everyone know, but um, you can sign up on our website to get up, updates and we will send out more information as it's available. But I'm just blown away that we were able to pull this off and were able to do this um, and could not do it without um, the ALC. Um, they are remarkable human beings and um, doing amazing work and just really honored to be in the same space as them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're, to me, having spoken with two of them, not only are they the change makers, but I think they're the hope givers. They really are, especially for us parents. So, so um, we, when Jen comes back, um, you know, for another update and, and talking more, I'm, we will discuss and share hopefully the date of that conference or the time so you can plan accordingly. So now I know something that's happening closer uh, to, to closer to me here on the Eastern Seaboard, and it's happening uh, during FASD Awareness Month. Let's talk about what's happening at the Hill. So let's run from one coast to the other, oh, shall right. we? Yes. You know, and it's funny. I remember, oh gosh, you know, five, five, six years ago, looking around and wondering what was going on with FASD. And there were things happening. There's a lot of really talented, creative, wonderful people working in this space. Um, but I think COVID really kind of slowed us down a little bit and, and reset us. And so um, I, I'm excited to see all of these things popping up and happening and you know, just the trainings and the movements in states. And it's just, it's pretty stinking cool. But um, coming up in September, September 
uh, 18th through the 21st in Washington, D.C., uh, there is Impact Week. And Impact Week is a chance to make an impact on a federal level. So um, on the 18th, that is our affiliate summit. And all of the FASD United affiliates from around the country are going to be joining to have a day of community and education and learning and, and doing their thing. And then on the Tuesday, the 19th, we have um, a workshop that is open to anyone in the FASD community. It is free of charge because we know it's a little expensive to get and stay in DC. Um, so it is free. And this is on widening the circle. How do we include more people and open ourselves up to having more people join the FASD community so that we can make that impact? Um, so I'm really excited about that day and shout out to the affiliate network for doing the work to get that put together and, and, and putting that day on. And again, it's open to the public. Um, that evening is the Red Shoes Gala. Uh, so that is the largest fundraiser for FASD United in the year. Um, and the funding for that goes to really support the work that we do on policy because you cannot get a federal grant or any kind of grant that will help you um, lobby, whether grassroots lobbying or otherwise. Um, grants don't pay for that. For that, you've got to fundraise and you got to fundraise from individuals and corporations. And so, um, and the Red Shoes Gala is just a ton of fun. Um, it's, it's a great night held at the National Press Club. And so the next morning uh, we have, and again, this is the free session. Anyone in the public can attend this. Um, we have a national research briefing um, and with, for the state of the science. And we're gonna have researchers, some of the best researchers out there in to talk about what's going on in the research field and how that relates to um, the FASD field. And, you know, I think we'll be looking particularly at diagnosis and expanding diagnostic ca capacity in this, in this session. And again, that's free. Join us, please. We want you there. So the next day, um, and this is my running around with my hair on fire week. <laughs> um, the next day, we are gathering in the morning to get our marching orders. And then we are heading as a community to Capitol Hill, to the Capitol. And we will be um, talking to our legislators about FASD and really making that push to have FASD recognized, understood, have our legislators be FASD aware. And if we haven't already done it by then, get the FASD Respect Act passed. So, and again, that day is free. We obviously would not charge you for the uh, the privilege of, of heading up to the hill uh, to speak with your, your lawmakers. And we'll be going up in teams. Uh, there will be some people are really comfortable doing it on their own and book their own meetings and do all that. And there are some people who are quaking in their boots because, oh my gosh, this is so new and it's so hard. And we will hold your hands and keep you safe and keep you with us and show you what to do and help you every step of the way. So this really is meant to be inclusive. I know people are bringing their kids. Um, I know there's going to be a number of uh, self-advocates there. Um, this really is an opportunity to get involved. And all the information about registering for 
the different days of Impact Week is on our website. Um, information on the Red Shoes Gala, should you choose to participate in that, there is a discounted rate for um, individuals with FASD. And we do have some limited bursaries available if you're a person with FASD and you want to attend and cost is a barrier. Hey, we get that. We want you to be able to attend. It's your space. Um, families and caregivers of people with FASD, there's a discounted rate for attendance for them. And um, it's just, it, it's a really good time. So um, again, we, we hope you'll join us. And if you can't join us in person, we will have an entire suite of materials that are almost finished uh, that we'll be rolling out on our website to celebrate FASD Awareness Month. So social media, um, things you can share, uh, information on getting proclamations issued, advocacy guides. Um, we've been putting a lot of work into this because I don't know if you know this, Natalie, or you probably do know this, and you've probably interviewed anybody who had anything to do with it. But um, this is the 50th anniversary of the first diagnosis of FASD in the United States. So, yes. um, you know, this is deserving of a celebration. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we will be sharing all of this information, again, the links, everything like that on today's program notes, as well as in our social media posts. So, you know, one of the things we've heard loud and clear and one of the things as a parent I, I, I've experienced, you know, when we say easier than an IEP, well, a few years ago, uh, some of the FASD United affiliates um, got together and did a survey. This is back 2017, 2018. Um, and some, some very wise people got together and did this uh, survey on FASD and special education. And it was turned into a report, which has been used to uh, kind of look at policy in FASD. And, well, it's time to redo that, that survey. And so... Um, FASD United in conjunction with uh, the Florida Center and some folks from Proof Alliance, uh, we all got together and have put together a survey that's been launched. It's a national FASD and education survey, and it's available on our website. And it's looking at the experience of families uh, who have kids with FASD in the education system, or more importantly, people with FASD and their experience in the education system, and also professionals uh, in the education system and how they relate to FASD. So this survey is gonna be going on for quite a few months because we recognize that there aren't any professionals in the education system in school right now for the most part. Um, so, um, you know, we'll be pushing this into September, October, but right now we really want to get as many people taking this survey as possible. And, you know, if you have multiple kids, take it for one kid, come back, take it for the next kid, take it for the next kid. Although some people have chosen just to kind of uh, consolidate their experiences into one, one survey and that's okay too. Um, but we want to get an idea for um, the kinds of things that uh, people are having challenges with when they're having challenges with them, um, what impact the school experience is having on mental health, um, particularly with FASD, and um, what kind of categories uh, people uh, people's IEPs are in. Um, you know, are they being classified under other health impaired? Are they being classified as a traumatic brain injury or? Um, <laughs> uh, 
you know, they're all over the map. And we, we've had a couple hundred people respond so far. Um, we're hoping to get over a thousand responses and I think we can do it. I mean, there's lots and lots of people in the FASD community. The survey itself takes under 10 minutes and uh, we just really appreciate any support uh, anyone's willing to give by, by completing that survey. Then when we have the results, we can go back and look at, okay, legislatively, what can we do with this? So this is how we create the policy. So that survey can be a tool to help the FASD Respect Act 2.0 when it comes time to designate monies and whatnot. This survey will be really important. And so many of you have, have just spoken so loudly about the education experience. And so we need to make our voices heard again. So we're going to have you, you folks, you're going to be busy for a little bit. You're, you're going to be, you, you've got some homework and I hate to say it, you know, but this is probably the most important homework I think you'll, you'll have. Let's, let's first of all, get, share our stories, contact FASD United about setting up a meeting with your two senators and your, your representative. Let's look at what's coming up the conference next year in uh, Seattle and the con uh, the week on the Hill, the impact week. Let's look at that. Let's fill out this survey. Please do that so that we can get as many voices as we can. Um, so you got some homework, but I want to end on hope. And one of my favorite bearers of hope in the world is our dear friend and champion advocate coach, Rebecca Tillou. So let's quickly give a little uh, shout out and talk about the Run Fast 5K, virtual 5K, 5K your way that's coming up in September. Yeah. So uh, on this very podcast, uh, Rebecca came up with the idea of raising awareness for FASD by having a national virtual 5K. And that has bloomed and blossomed over the last, this is our third year doing it. And um, registration is open right now. There's still time to train or in my case, waddle um, and uh, get ready for uh, Run Fast 2023 um, starts in September and it's a 5k your way. So you can run, walk, jump, skip, hop, we're not even going to tell on you if you don't finish the 5K. Um, <laughs> the point is to create community, create awareness, and, and get us out there openly talking about FASD. You know, stigma is a huge a huge part of the FASD experience, unfortunately. And I think the more we're out there in our community choosing positive action, um, the more it helps to erode that stigma, having those conversations about what FASD is, wearing the FASD shirts out in public, um, you know, these are ways to erode that stigma. And, um, you know, I, I love this race for so many reasons, because it gives voice, um, gives voice to hope. Uh, and I, and I like that it gives action to hope. You know, and I think back, you know, when, when I was a young mom, um, my kiddos were little. And for those of you don't, that don't know, I have three kiddos with, with FASD myself. So um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a part of this community. And I think back to before we got support and, and really as we were trying to figure out, as we were figuring out what we were doing as parents, 
and and we were kind of at our low points, the things that brought me hope and the things that really helped were taking action, having things that I could take action on. And so, you know, I, I know so many of you are busy and up to your eyeballs and alligators and, you know, <laughs> really, um, you know, there can be some struggles and some challenges. And, and I definitely want to acknowledge that. But I can say that, you know, for me, at least, advocacy is a form of self-care. Advocacy is a way that I feel powerful, empowered, and heard. And all of the things we talked about today really are a form of advocacy. So I know I skipped ahead a little bit, Natalie, <laughs> to your oh. moment. But it just really struck me that, you know, these are such hopeful things, having tangible ways to be able to take action to make change and yes. um i really invite you to to join me and to join us and to join this community in doing that yes i love that i love that hope and action thinking back to a few years ago maybe there was like one thing we were on the horizon this is five things we've just shared and and the including the biggest thing which is the national legislation so national legislation, and then four more awesome things are happening. So this is an awesome bonus episode. You know, Jen Wisdahl will be back. I mean, my goodness, I text a woman just about every other day, you know, with, with quotes from our favorite movies. So, which I'm As not going to share. <laughs> you just shared it. Oh, son of a nutcracker. <laughs> That's another one. <laughs> We are total geeks. I'm I'm waving my geek flag, you know. Yep. Proud. <laughs> and that's another thing, you know, and and ending this this awesome episode about these five hope and action things that are happening in the FASD community. We have laughter too because we have a lot of tears in this journey and we have a lot of brokenness and broken hearts, but you know what? We can also laugh and there's hope and laughter too, especially when somebody else gets it and somebody else says, you get it. I get it. Ah so Jen is definitely my laugh partner. She's, she's, she's my laugh su support. <laughs> right back at, right back at you. I, I need oh you. My goodness. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I need you too. So everyone you've got, go back and re-listen to this episode share it. We're posting this on social media. You've got, you know, all of the holiday week and the weekend to just really figure out, start, start like, you know, how we do for our loved ones, start chunking things down and making a list. Prioritize. Okay. Number one, the FASD Respect Act. Okay. Number two, we're going to do this and this and this. Let's have a busy and productive summer. And you know that it's going to be filled with hope because we have a lot of hopeful things on the horizon. So, as always, Jen Wisdahl, thank you for being on FASD Hope. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Becchione. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by liking and following FASD Hope anywhere you find your podcasts. Remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.